you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to hey. Good Morning Football, presented by Progressive Insurance. We are live here in New York City. It's Friday, August 26th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, alongside Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. And it feels special on a Thursday night when you see a brand new broadcast, mm. a brand new show get put on by the NFL. It was kind of cool to see all the bells and whistles that Amazon brought out. Peter, you are a media critic. What would you think? I thought it was great, and I thought the pregame show was excellent, too. But to have Al Michaels doing Thursday night, there's a nice calming soothe to mm -hmm. that, and mm -hmm. they were lights out. Now, the second half of that game was unwatchable, but besides that, the broadcast right. was yes. good. There was yeah. a second half? There was. There was. Oh, really? But other than that, it and was Kirk great. And Kirk Herbstreit <laughs> continues to amaze me. Like the so I feel like his brain has right? to, must be like this big to be able to cover everything he does for college football, and now he's yeah. like going to crush it in the NFL. All right, it's time for the lead block. Lead block! We go to Arrowhead Stadium, where the visiting Green Bay Packers will take on some version of the Kansas City Chiefs. But first and foremost, Chiefs legendary quarterback Lynn Dawson passed away. Andy Reid had the pin on number 16. That is a very special huddle that Patrick Mahomes came out to do. Peter will have more on it in a moment. Mahomes did not play, but he took the field in pads, which was very cool. In the meantime, we had actual football after they went through all the homages and all the tributes. Mahomes did not play, but he was out there. A, a riveting 17-10 game. The takeaway here, Jordan Love threw another interception. And we had a bunch of guys uh, who were on the bench play. But that's safety for the Chiefs. Second round pick made a good uh, good play. Yeah, for sure. And other news, starting quarterbacks did play in the 49ers and the Houston Texans. There goes Trey Lance, a.k.a. Trey Day. I just gave him that Trey name. Trey Day. I don't, I don't hate it. Trey Lance, 7 of 11, 49 yards and 3 series. But Davis Mills finds nice. the end zone, and he finds Chris Moore for a 16-yard touchdown over the middle. And the Texans would win this game 17 to zip as they wrap up the preseason winners. Handily, handily took care of business, the Houston Texans did. And for preseason, it's over for, the, for those four teams. And thank goodness, because we would like to talk about meaningful football with the guys that are going to be out there giving us the headlines week in and week out. But still, we have to talk about what stood out for us from that doubleheader last night because there are still impactful decisions to be made for these four teams. And we'll get into some of the roster cuts that are going to be having to happen and some of the other things about players to watch over the weekend later in the show. But I do have to go back to that Mahomes-Dawson moment because in a preseason game, to have such a moment of gravity and reverence, it's worth showing on our show, which celebrates the history of football. Len Dawson, 60s and 70s, was the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. would always do something called the choir huddle formation. It would be him. He'd have his 10 players players in front of him, and that's how he did his huddle. Yesterday, they bring out Mahomes. No one knew if Mahomes was going to actually dress for this game. Mahomes comes out, and I'm going to let the sound of the preseason broadcast, which is Trent Green, your, your colleague, and Ari Wolf, who took it away, and I, I think it's beautiful to watch just the entire way that Mahomes tributed Len Dawson. It's a special moment here as they are going to do a huddle that was famously used by the late, great Len Dawson. It's the choir huddle. 
And a great sign of respect, Pat Mahomes out there for the first play of the game. You know, it's just a tribute to those guys that set the foundation for this organization and for the team. And what a great tribute to Lynn Dawson as Patrick Mahomes comes off the field. That is a class act right there. And if you listen, it was a delay of game on number 16 is what the, the PA announced. So everyone was in on it. That's delay cool. of game on 16, not 15. That's how Dawson would run a huddle. Mahomes did it last night. I got chills. That's cool. The game itself, uh, you know, you saw Matt Bushman have a couple touchdowns. It was fine. And the Chiefs weren't putting out all their starters on offense. It was good to see some of the young guys, Pacheco, get involved. But that moment kind of summarizes what it is for Kansas City. And then to have Clark Hunt and Brett Veach in the booth during the game talking to Trent Green, mm-hmm. who was a Chiefs legend, who also mm-hmm. wants... Mm-hmm. did the choir huddle. It was just a real cool moment, and the Chiefs fan base, they felt it, and I thought that was a neat thing to have in August. Meanwhile, there was a game last night in Houston, and that had fascinating ramifications. Right now is a real sensitive time for football fans, because it's like right in that fantasy draft season. Mm-hmm. There's two people. If you have already had your fantasy draft and you knew about Texans rookie running back Damian Pierce, you're like, nobody watch, nobody watch, nobody watch. This is my guy. And if you haven't, you're just shooting him up on the depth chart. We know a lot about Damian Pierce on this show. This is a rookie from Florida, four round pick for the Texans, so much so that when the show ended yesterday and we were all kinds of stupid hijinks, Erdahl called her shot. Have a listen. Yes. I'm going to go Damian Pierce. I'm going to go Texans. Damian Pierce, give me an angry run so Cotton nice. can just set the table, <laughs> serve it up to the breakfast table tomorrow. Damian Pierce, an angry run tonight mm. for the Texans, and it's going to be great. It's going to be beautiful. Damian Pierce looks like a starting running back. He looks like a Pro Bowl running back. I don't care who he's playing against. This is a guy. He is going to start for the Texans week one. He is going to be a fantasy thing. It, like He was the show last night on the broadcast. The sideline reporters have insight about He seeks contact. It is the stuff Angry Runs dreams are made of. Jamie absolutely nailed her prediction. Indeed. Go get this guy. The secret is out. It's too late if you haven't done it. Damian Pierce, rookie running back for the Texans, is going to be a thing. In fact, he already is. Well, listen, hindsight is 20-20, right? But like, I, I'm seeing Dan Mullen, the former Florida okay. coach, yeah. is getting crushed for not using Damian How Pierce. How is he not the guy? Oh, How like is the he Camara not the thing. guy? Everything, yeah. you know. But like, and I said this, like, think last week about Damian Pierce. Like, Texans fans, like, don't be mad. You're glad that this happened this way. If he had been used yep. yeah. in Gainesville this way, he would have been expensive. He would have gone up higher. He fell to you. Use him accordingly. And he's got footsteps ready to roll for the Houston Texans. I'm so happy for him. He carried the ball the first four carries of the game. He averaged averaged eight yards a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eight yards a game. Eight yards. With everyone knowing he's getting the rock. He's a real deal. It's fun that there's a little juice with the Texans, too, you know? They they open open up against the Colts. It's going to be him running into Forrest Buckner. It's going to be him running into Shaq Leonard. That's a game to watch right now. We got a rookie to watch, Jason. Mm -hmm. We always love that. No doubt. And rookies to watch, a guy, Samuel Womack, for the Mm -hmm. 49ers. Fifth-round draft pick, Addison. Lito last night broke up a pass in the end zone that was intercepted and he's continued to make plays this guy was the one we talked about Jordan Love in the first preseason game throwing these interceptions well Womack grabbed two of them he's been playing really well throughout the preseason he's a guy who can play for the 49ers in that slot position and guys around the awesome play (laughs) oh amazing play guys around the league are taking notice of it Tyreek Hill, 26 from the Niners, is nice. He sees him out there. The funny thing about that, Womack talked to a reporter throughout the week. He met Tyreek Hill over a year ago down in Miami in like a shopping mall or something. Went up to him quietly. Was like, hey, man, like, you mind taking a picture with me? Didn't want to be too loud. Didn't want to blow up his spot. But he never told him, like, hey, going into my senior season, I hope to be playing against you one day, being in the NFL. Didn't say any of those things, but got a chance to meet Tyreek Hill. So for him, it's pretty surreal a year later 
now you're playing in NFL games and Tyreek Hill is You see D'Amico Ryan's on the sideline after that pick? Fired it was going up, nuts. Yeah. Like, that's up. what you want to see. That's in the awesome. red zone. It's huge. It was great. So, um, also, we, we mentioned the Amazon broadcast off mm-hmm. the top in the pregame show. I thought did a fantastic job, specifically with the topic of Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. I mean, we're watching this game and the guys that, the, that are playing for these particular teams and who is going to play and how we're going to project onto the season. But one name that continued to has continued to come up in our off-season discussions, and now it just keeps weighing on us all is what is going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, John Lynch with the 49ers gave some insight on the pregame show last night, and I just wanted to bring it back up. He is healthy. Uh, he's been healthy and, you know, really doing a great job kind of ramping up. And each day we see him throw a little further, and he's doing a great job. Deadlines kind of force action on these things, and, you know, it will come together where he's a part of us. And if so, we're happy to have him, knowing that this is Trey's team, but knowing we have some strength in that room. And if someone wants to come and offer us a whole lot for a really great quarterback, then we'll be happy to listen as well. So we'll see. It will happen here soon. To me, the two most important parts of that quote were the very beginning and the very end, where he is dangling it out there for everybody. John Lynch saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is every day getting better, throwing farther. He is working. He is at the building. He is a part of our team. And then at the very end, if someone wants to offer us a whole lot, we will listen. And the nice meat of the sandwich is that we are not going to be bothered if he is our number two quarterback in San Francisco. It adds strength to our room, of course, wrapped up in the bow of that, yes, we understand it is Trey Lance's team. And pending horrific injury, which no one wishes that upon anybody, it will continue to be Trey Lance's mm-hmm. team. But those two nuggets at the beginning, he's getting healthier, and at the end, which says offer us a whole lot, to me implies, Peter, did you interpret it this way, that they maybe have gotten offers, but they had not been anywhere near what mm-hmm. the 49ers would listen to. I think the deadline for his action was also an important quote from him. Yes. And that's what's going to be interesting because the deadline is rapidly approaching and there hasn't been any catastrophic injuries around the league at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Aside from Zach Wilson, which they seem very set at Flacco. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's not a long line of suitors offering a ton. Jamie, right. I'm not sure there's a long line of suitors offering anything mm-hmm. at the current contract. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the reality is that anywhere he goes, it's going to still take a couple weeks for him to be able to play. And so then you really start to think, where is that fit? I know people keep saying Seattle, and the 49ers are doing everything they can to avoid him going there, yeah. and the, so they have to cut him. And they're, they're just not going to do that, it sounds like. And that's really what that quote meant to be, is that it just doesn't sound like that is the plan of action for the No, players. and I like that Tony had a take on it, too. Yeah. Tony's like, they're doing him wrong. Like, why would you yes. do that? Why would you treat him like that? This guy's been a winner, and you're just going to let him sit there? They should cut him. It, it, was, it was great. It was great discussion and Lynch was awesome. Only the top 20 remain. Woo-hoo! This Sunday night, the final group on this year's top 100 players list will be revealed. We've talked ad nauseum about the entry so far, but we're <laughs> going to get to the juicy stuff now. Let's the go. The top spot. So many possibilities, so many combinations that you could go with the number one player, so many different arguments you could make. It's very hard to predict, but we're going to go around the table and we're going to go halvesies on our whiteboards, okay? The top is going to be okay. our should, mm-hmm. and the bottom is going to be our who will, mm-hmm. and I want you to take your script or something and reveal it as we go. Who would like to go first? Okay, I, I will go first. Will and go remember, first. the players vote, not us. Yes. But if you'd vote. But if I had a vote. Who should? Melee or not, AD99 is my pick. Mm. I'm going with Aaron Donald as the most dominant player in the NFL. He didn't even win Defensive Player of the Year last year. Remember, TJ Watt won. So if that's the case, I don't think the players are necessarily going to be voting for Donald when Mm. Watt had the sacks and all that stuff, and he was the story of the year last year. Him and Bosa were the two guys, and Donald kind of just did not have the numbers. And yet, at the end of the season, it was Mm. this guy throwing Joe Burrow around and finding a way to get the Rams through. I think Aaron Donald's the best player in football. I do. But I think Josh Allen's going to be number one. What? 
on the NFL 100. Okay. That is who I think the players will vote for. I think he left such a taste in everyone's mouth coming off of the wild card victory against New England where he was lights out and had statistically the greatest game possible. Then the divisional round where he just would not stop and found a way every single time he touched the ball. I think he earned everyone's respect and I think the players were so blown away and we're ascending with this guy. He's going up, he's trending upwards. This is his year on the NFL 100. I think Josh Allen is the number one player when we see the res results on Sunday. I'm should. going should, I'm going the same way. Aaron Donald, I mean, have, have you watched this guy? Have you seen what he's accomplished so far in his young career? This guy's been eight years, seven All-Pros, eight Pro Bowls. He's just been an absolute monster in the NFL. And it's not only the way, not only that he gets the sacks, it's the way he throws these quarterbacks to the ground, how physical he is, and just the effort that he plays with. I think Aaron Aaron Donald, just like Peter just said, is the best player in football, and he should be the number one on the top 100 list. But you <laughs> but never know which way the players are going to vote. Are they seeing it the same way that we are at this table as we're members of the media? Mm -hmm. or do they see somebody else? No, they're no. not. Okay, you trust the players. You they understand. Know. They watch this thing. The one thing that was holding Aaron Donald back was people kept saying, oh, he's already a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. He hasn't won the big game. Well, last year he did. He won the Super Bowl. And on top of that, have you seen this guy with his shirt off? Yeah. He has an eight-pack at 300 pounds. So awesome. He is number one, should be, will be number one Aaron Donald. I like the double. Um, mine's going to be different, and I just don't know that it should be. Should be the number one Should be player. The number one. number one. Aaron Rodgers. He's back to back MVPs. The conversation's over. He's been the best player in football for two straight years at his age. And I know he's not going to be. I know he's not going to be. And, you know, look, he didn't play well in that playoff game. All right. If you want to take him and throw it down and say, that's, that's the reason I got to knock him down, fine. I have not seen a better player at any position over the last two years, including Aaron Donald, including anybody you want to throw out than Aaron Rodgers. And yet, I know he's not going to be number one because you know who's going to be number one? It's going to be Donald. It's, it's going to be Donald. It, it, listen, I, I, I hear what you're saying and everything. The way the players talk about Aaron Donald, it's like Voldemort. Like, don't mention his name. I was watching this clip with Gronk yesterday when he was doing his MMA thing, and there, somebody was asking him, they're going to name players. Could you beat them in an MMA fight? And he was like, you know, they're like, Edelman, Brady, yeah, yeah. DK Metcalf, yeah, yeah. Aaron Donald, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, he, like, got scared by the question even. The respect that the players have for him and sometimes the fear, I think he'll be number one. And I, I, to me, like, I hate to say it, but I feel like this is going to be anticlimactic. I would be shocked if there's anybody but Aaron Interesting. Donald. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, we did the segment where we gave guys the nickname, and I gave Aaron Donald the hosta. So uh, my should is Aaron Donald. He should be number one. Remind us what a hosta, hosta is. The hosta is a plant. Mm -hmm. You can transplant it. It will survive anywhere. Mm -hmm. You cannot you kill, kill the hosta. Aaron Donald is the hosta. He should be number one. You know who I think is going to be number Tell one? Me. Cameron Poe. I think Aaron Rodgers should be number one. You do? The only Good other time that he has been number one was after an MVP year, and now he's back-to-back -back MVP. This cannot go on this way any longer. How can a guy who wins the MVP 
not be named the number one player of the following year. Mm. Wide receiver room be damned if I'm Kyle Brandt. That's what I'm supposed to say. Mm-hmm. He is the number one guy. And that's my sh- the should and the would. And I couldn't just keep, I was going to steal someone else's board if I had the same answer. But instead I went the nicknames. The Hosta, you should do it. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be Cameron Poe. All right, coming up, Jerry Jones uh, just mentioned the playoffs in August. Why? We're going to hear him talk expectations about the Cowboys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. with the Cowboys, who we will see on the field this evening. They got dealt some tough news this week. According to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith suffered an avulsion fracture of the knee. He will have surgery today. Rap Sheet says he'll be out until at least December. Owner Jerry Jones spoke about the injury yesterday. Disappointed for Tyron. No one recognizes how much our team depends on him and what he contributes to the team any more than Tyron recognized that. He feels awful, I know that. On the other hand, when our number one draft pick was drafted because we knew the future and we need to be looking for a left tackle of the future. Maybe not Tyron Smith, but certainly somebody special. We think we've got that. I'm not for sure how we'll line them up uh, immediately as we go into these opening part of this season, but we've got a good plan. We've got some uh, players that we think can step in and play. Mr. Jones wasn't done yesterday. He added that Tyron Smith will be back for the postseason and that the Cowboys will be readier when we get to the playoffs this year. When? Not if... Uh, than if the injury had not happened. So, guys, it's huge injury news for the Cowboys. It's so impactful to, for Tyron Smith's career. But what do you think of Jerry Jones's playoff forecast for the Dallas Cowboys? Look, I, I think the ideal situation would have been Tyron, Tyron Smith playing left tackle and McGovern playing left guard and then grooming this young rookie, the 24th overall pick, Tyler Smith, to be the next guy to come and move over to the left side. Well, here we go. Tyron Smith's gone again. And now I think you're going to have to see Tyler Smith, not to be confused with Tyron Smith, who was the first round pick out of Tulsa, which raised a lot of eyebrows considering he doesn't have that much big game experience, a little raw as a prospect. He might have to play left tackle. He might have to play left tackle. But I'll tell you this, if they do throw him in at left tackle, it's not like they're not getting a personality. We had this young man on the show before the draft, mm. and I gotta say, he blew us away with his humility, with his intelligence, and with his response to some of his workouts and his pre-draft prep. Take a listen to this young man talking about pushing trucks while he was working out before the NFL draft. I'm surprised y'all found this clip. Y'all had really good research. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You know, I definitely try to keep this one in there as well. Like truck pushes, slap pushes, those are always a, a go-to for big boys. I feel like everyone should do it. But yeah, we're definitely, we're just getting started. Yeah. If you ever need me to push your car, I'm good. How about push uh, Aaron Donald and, and Nick Bosa and those guys around? It's going to be that fast, I think. Like, they're going to have to rely on this guy. And 
I'll say this. They have a completely question mark at the entire offensive line, which used to be their strength. And there's only one wide receiver on the roster right now that Dak Prescott's throwing a touchdown to, and that's CeeDee Lamb. Mm. There's real questions. Jerry's talking playoffs. I don't know if Dak Prescott's in the best situation that he's been in his career. If anything, Dak's going to have to elevate even more than he's ever done before. Yeah. Mm. The Tyron Smith injury sucks. I hate that, and I hate mm-hmm. to see it. He's a great player, and you hear his hamstring severely injured. I hate to see that. That was, that was an 8 out of 10 Jerry Jones clip that we just saw. <laughs> it wasn't a 9 or a 10. First of all, it's just the casually uh, when we get to the playoffs. <laughs> Do you know that the Cowboys, I, I think this goes under the radar, the Cowboys have not been to the playoffs in back-to-back seasons since Tony Romo went to Cabo. Like, way back wow. then, like the Jessica Simpson thing. Like, that feels like a different generation because mm-hmm. it was. They haven't been. And now they missed it going back-to-back one year because Dak got severely hurt. But now one of the guys who's protecting him got severely hurt. And then did you catch the second part of the Jerry Jones clip in which this is a genius spin job, which in which he said, we'll actually be readier for the playoffs than we would have been had Tyron not gotten it. So an actually, this is actually a good thing in the long run. I don't follow that at all, but I think it's a really, really important injury. And you look at the NFC East and what we do and what we've all done to do is we don't even regard the Jets and Commanders as some sort of serious threat. I'll just speak for all of us. I don't think we do. And then it's like the Eagles and the Cowboys. I don't know. You just lost a really important player. You open up against Tampa. Like that, that could be a loss. And then you're off and running. I don't like the before the season starts, Jerry is already in spin mode and we love this guy we drafted mode that I have a note card on and like just that type of thing. I don't like that we're there already. Normally we're there week six. It's a massive, massive injury and I like the young guy too, but like that's not a plug and play necessarily. That's a raw player. We'll see now. how it goes. Without a doubt. I mean, I love the Jerry quote because that's what we've come so to expect. I. Like, we, we want to hear him say, oh, yeah, when we go to the playoffs because we know what his expectations are. And I think I agree with you guys. Tyler Smith, he's been working at guard the entire training okay. camp. So he did a little bit of tackle in the spring and OTAs and stuff. But all camp, he's been at guard. That's a lot to ask of a rookie. Now at the end of training camp, now we're preparing for week one. We're just going to throw you over to the tackle spot. And there's there's not much depth behind Tyron Smith as far as guys that have actually played games for them. So to me, this might be, if we're talking about being in the playoffs and being ready when he comes back, you may have to start to look for some veterans in free agency that are out there. Who's left? And Jason Peters, Eric Fisher are two guys, older guys, but experienced vets that even if you do choose to go with the rookie, Tyler Smith, and move them over to left You think tackle, Eagles legend Jason Peters would suit up with a star in his helmet? How much money is there? Give me a paycheck. <laughs> How much what, money is care there? Care what the logo is on the helmet? Pay me, I'll play. Point, if I want to play, why not? But you may need a veteran in that room, even if you want to start the rookie, but have somebody there to kind of show him the ropes, be able to build his confidence, teach him the game. But Eric Fisher and Jason Peters are two guys that can possibly help the Cowboys of what Jerry Jones is saying, being able to be in the postseason and playing in games. Yeah, we do expect Jerry Jones to say kind of what feels like outlandish things like that in August, but what also comes with that is the expectation that we're going to pick it apart when he does say it. (laughs) And what he's implying by saying that we'll be readier in December because of this injury (laughs) means that they are going to get better without Tyron Smith, but they have dealt with this already. Tyron Mm -hmm. Smith, unfortunately, has had a lot of injury, and the numbers are not great when the Cowboys play without him. I mean, without him, 11 and 12. Without him, they only just get over 100 Mm -hmm. rush yards per game. This is the Dallas Cowboys. They're built for the trenches. They are built to run the ball. You have Ezekiel Elliott for crying out loud. You've got a quarterback that would love to use his feet, but if you don't have him out there, Mm -hmm. we've unfortunately, and I hate it for Tyron Smith, 
We've seen what life is like for the Cowboys without him. I, I don't understand. And if you are going to go the Tyler Smith direction, I guess get him ready. This is not the position that like practice makes perfect. Like right. this is going to get ugly fast. And then and then you hate it for him because yeah. he's getting thrown into a situation that is not fair. It's not to the best of his growth and development for the Dallas mm. Cowboys. My goodness, well, Jerry Jones. Like sometimes, like respect everything you've done and the way you've gone about. You're like sometimes just like. It's okay just to say, like, this is frustrating now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then stop talking. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be about Cowboys in January because you're just opening yeah. yourself up. And not just yourself, the players that this impacts, too, I'll, in your I'll, team. I'll make another point. Jamie, you're nailing it right mm-hmm. now as far as the offensive line goes and that market. And if he gets beat for three sacks week one when they play the Buccaneers or, you know, like, you better believe Stephen A. Smith in the morning is going to be calling out Tyler Smith yes. and Tyler you – know, I would also add this. They were the most penalized team in football. Mm-hmm. They had 11 penalties in the playoff game. They are unwatchable yeah. because of false starts and holdings. <laughs> and now you take out their best player on that offensive line. You yes. add in a potential rookie who might not have the wherewithal. This could be bad. So we got two preseason games last night, meaning four teams are done. That means that 53-man rosters, we will know for both those teams in both of those games in the coming days. We've got a huge slate of preseason games still to go, though, and I want to talk about guys who are on the bubble right now. Five guys to watch and root for, and if you can turn those phone graphic noises down, they're distracting. I don't like them. Let's get right here. Let's start with number five. I don't understand the point of them. Wide receiver Jared Bernhardt, okay? Jared Bernhardt. Yeah, here we go. We've talked a bunch about him. Don't make my job even harder with with buzzing noises. Jared Bernhardt here, getting pressure, gets the game-winning touchdown against the Lions. Thought that was a one-hit wonder. No, no, no. Monday night against the Jets, Jared Bernhardt goes out and absolutely balls with Desmond Ritter. He's out there. He's having four catches. He's making all sorts of plays. And on the Monday night broadcast, they're like, all right, number 83. Looking at the depth chart, Bernhardt. His nickname is Bernie. And if you haven't been watching the show, let me quickly tell you why you should be rooting for him. Undrafted guy, long shot to start camp, has been absolutely balling for the Falcons, returning kicks, doing it all. And his first sport... Probably isn't football. His first sport is actually lacrosse. Sweet Let's lax. get into it here. The lax career of Jared Bernhardt, the Tawaratin Award winner, which is the Heisman of lacrosse, a four-time All-American, mm. one of the greatest lacrosse players of his generation. Well, he graduates Maryland. Is he going to go to the pro lacrosse leagues? Is he going to? He actually transfers to a Division II college, Ferris State, up in Michigan. Goes to Ferris State and wins a national title as their quarterback, all right? And has one of the greatest college football seasons ever. Now, he's a Falcons wide receiver in that wide receiver role, Jared Bernhardt, incredible story. Was a long shot when he got there? Bernie might make it. You should be watching him this weekend, see in the second half of these preseason games if Bernhardt can solidify his spot on that Falcon. Peter, we got to get him on the team. I feel like we're rallying behind him. I will be wearing a Jared Bernhardt jersey if he makes there the team. Go. Get Peter a lax jersey. A lax. I'll wear the Maryland. He wore the Maryland number one jersey. You lacrosse fans have oh. the significance of that one. Yeah. Let's go. Number four. All right. I've got Dolphins wide receiver Eric Azukama on my list. Azukama, fourth round pick, fighting for a roster spot. A lot of expectations. Has absolutely Absolutely balled out during training camp and preseason. Has been awesome. Where's number 87? And a lot of these passes are from Skylar Thompson, the seventh round pick. Ezukama's been all over the field, and I love his story. Texas Tech guy would work out with Mahomes in the offseason when he was at Texas Tech. Mahomes, an NFL player. Dolphins wide receivers coach, who is it? It's Wes Welker. Yeah. Wes Welker. 
Texas Tech legend at wide receiver. Wes has taken Eric Ezukama under his wing. And when you've got guys like Tyreek and Waddle, and you're thinking, okay, well, Yakaseki and all these different players on this offense, did the Dolphins find themselves a star number 87 in the fourth round? Keep an eye on Eric Ezukama this weekend as the Dolphins play the Eagles in their preseason finale. I think he might solidify not only a spot on the roster, but rising up the depth chart. Eric Ezukama, 87, a guy I'm watching. All right, number three, another receiver, someone that we've been mentioning on this show who has had an outstanding summer and came from literally Montana. Yeah, Montana State. Lance McCutcheon, the wide receiver for the Rams, who has led all receivers in receiving yards during the preseason and has been an absolute dog. You've seen the highlights against the Chargers the first time they played. Oh. Here's a reason to watch him. He's not a sure thing to make this roster. I don't know if McCutcheon plays special teams. Uh -huh. I don't know if they realize how deep that wide receiver's room mm -hmm. already is. This was an absolute Hail Mary to make the team. An undrafted guy, 28 wide receivers taken by the NFL. He wasn't one of them. McVay has a loaded wide receivers room. Remember, you're getting back to two Atwell from an injury. They brought in Allen Robinson. They bring back all the guys last year. And Odell is still out there in the wind. Does Lance McCutcheon make the team? Can Lance McCutcheon add to Joe DiCamillis' special mm -hmm. teams team? I don't know if this is a guarantee. But I do know, against the Bengals, Lance McCutcheon is going to try to make a final statement to that head coach and to that front office. I think Lance McCutcheon's story is incredible. I would love to see him make the final 53. All right, number two. How about we go to the New York Giants? And a guy who has always been the third guy in the running back room and never has been the guy, and is now this summer becoming the guy in a lot of ways. That's Antonio Williams for the Giants. Running back in camp. They've got a loaded running backs room. Of course, we know Saquon, we know these other guys. Antonio Williams has been performing and he also has something in his corner. Brian Dable was with him in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Joe Shane, the GM, was with him in Buffalo. Gets to Giants camp and has been an absolute revelation. Has been really good in camp, really good in practices. And in these preseason games and a lot of mop-up duty, it's like, oh, there's Antonio Williams making another play. Making another play. Not a sure thing to make the team. Not at all. Let's see some boards on Antonio Williams and why you haven't heard hmm. his name as much as some other running backs. How about the fact that he started out at Ohio State? And you look at the Ohio State running backs room when he was there. You had JT Barrett at quarterback. You you had Mike Weber that year who almost ran for 2,000 yards. J.K. Dobbins almost ran for <laughs> the third guy was Antonio Williams. Well, okay, transfers out of Ohio State. Says, I'm going to try something new. Goes down to go play for Mac Brown at North Carolina. Who's in the North Carolina running back room when Antonio Williams gets there? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Michael yeah. Carter, Javante <laughs> Williams. He's the third guy there. He did put up 826. Then he goes to Buffalo as a, as a guy who's going to try to make the team with the Bills. Gets to the Buffalo room. It's mm. Devin Singletary, Mac Brown, to all these guys and he was on the practice squad now finally finally he's on the Giants and it's Saquon and you got Corbin and you got Brita again and wait Antonio Williams might have a spot really cool story play special teams has never had that great opportunity I think Antonio Williams might be a guy to watch for the Giants I think this weekend when they play the Jets he might be fighting for a roster wow. spot and I think there's someone to root for it. Our last one, and here's another rally around this story and why I like it, because there's probably not a lot of footage on him and there's no footage from this preseason. Okay. Panthers wide receiver, C.J. Saunders. Who the heck is C.J. Saunders? C.J. Saunders made two catches last year in the NFL. It's week 18, the final game of the season. He's like, I got that first down. He's got one of the coolest career stories and yet has been injured, has not been able to get on the field this year. He is hopefully going to play this weekend and is trying to fight for a spot on this Panthers team. Here's his resume, if you want a story to rally around. 
Ohio State walk-on at corner, okay? Goes on to have a, a good career modestly at wide receiver. Is the team captain but misses the whole season because of a knee injury in 2019. 2020, what am I going to do? Is a grad assistant for Ohio State. So, grad assistant, not player. 2021 goes undrafted, finds his way through a miracle onto the Panthers for week 18 on the Panthers team. Has been injured the first couple games in this preseason. Is finally healthy this week. Is fighting for a roster spot on a loaded, loaded wide receiver room with all sorts of names and famous players and guys like Andre Roberts, who's a special teams demon, and Hollywood Higgins, who has a nickname. CJ Saunders is going to play against the Bills, and there is a shot based on his performance, that he can make an NFL roster week one, 53. Five random names, guys, but five stories to follow this weekend if you're like, why am I watching the second half of a third preseason game? <laughs> stories like this, NFL stories. All right, coming up, is there any chance the Bucks could miss the playoffs in 2022? Yeah. Who knows? Sure. Tom Brady, will he be to blame? We're going to discuss that next. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. So we didn't see Aaron Rodgers on the field last night or the entire preseason, for that matter. But tomorrow night, we should see Tom Brady, who's expected to start after returning to practice this week after his 11-day absence. So obviously the expectations are high in Tampa. But complete this sentence for me, if you will. If the Buccaneers miss the playoffs, it's because what happened? The Saints were awesome. Mm. And the Saints actually didn't miss a step without Sean Payton. And the Saints were like, all right, we're a defensive team. Our defensive coordinator is our head coach. He's going to take us over the top. And the Saints are going to do it the Bucks, to the Bucks, what they do every year since Tom Brady's gotten there in the regular season. And that's beat the snot out of them. The, you look at what the Saints have done to the Bucks in the regular season. Remember, the Bucks beat them in the playoffs. They did. Saints were up 10 in that game. Jared Cook fumbles. The whole thing changes. But... Tom Brady has not had much success against them. Now, those teams were coached by Sean Payton. There were other quarterbacks under center, whether it be Drew Brees or whether it be Taysom Hill or Teddy Bridgewater, whoever. This year, it's Jameis Winston, and it is going to be the Dennis Allen coach Saints. But I think the Saints team is one of the biggest question marks in the NFL. Mm. We don't know what we're getting with Kamara. We don't know what we're getting with Michael Thomas. Agreed. We don't know Agreed. what we're getting with Chris Olave in his first year. And we don't know what we're getting with Jameis. Right. And oh yeah, the biggest identity in that entire building for 20 years was Sean Payton. He's no longer there. Mm. But I do know one thing. When they're home, it is hard to beat the Saints. And when they're on the road, they find a way in a lot of big games over the years. If the Saints are really good and exceed expectations, there might not be a wild card spot in the NFC to go around with such a loaded conference and such many, you know, with the NFC West and the, you've got two teams in the NFC North. If the Bucs somehow miss the playoffs, it's because the Saints 
gave them, served them their lunch squeezed and found a way. Yeah. Squeezed them out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, I, the Bucks aren't this juggernaut. Like last year, we were like, oh my God, who's going to take them down? Old quarterback with a weird offseason, a new head coach, Chris Godwin not healthy, offensive line injuries. There's there's cracks here. But I'm with you, Peter. I'll just double down and go one further. If the Bucks don't get to the playoffs this year, it's because one of these two gentlemen had a really special season. It's going to be one of these two guys. Take your Ooh. pick. If Baker lights it up or if Jameis lights it up, that's going to be the reason. I don't think the Tom Brady's going to fall apart. I don't think the Bucks are going to fall apart. But it's like, oh my God, the Saints or Panthers won 11 games and they shocked everybody. Yeah. I'm starting to feel secretly, slowly bullish about the Panthers. Okay. I, and I know there's secretly, not a lot of, slowly, slowly bullish. It's both. I'm not talking is about that, it much. Is that hedging on a take? Is that qualified? Oh. Ooh. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we do a show five days a week, three yeah. hours a day. You start convincing yourself. <laughs> yes. I guess yes. I say it because I'm really not there yet. Okay. But I, I feel like I'm yeah. sort of falling for them a little bit. Yeah. Like a little bit. I'm not ready. Yet. And, and also, no one is falling for the Panthers. So why? I, I don't know. It's the power of Baker. It's the young defense and everything. And it's just, um, I think the Bucks are vulnerable. When Everything for me comes back to who are we picking to make the playoffs in a couple weeks on this show. And put it this way, the Bucs are not one of those teams where I'm saying, oh, they're in. Like, they're set. They're not the Chiefs. They're not the Bills. They're not even even the Rams, where I just say, I definitely think they're making the playoffs. I have my doubts, and a part of it has to do with these young quarterbacks in the division. The Buccaneers don't make the playoffs this year if for some odd reason Tom Brady is not on the field. Mm-hmm. As long as Brady is okay. on the field, the Bucs are in the playoffs. I mean, this guy has not missed the playoffs in 18 seasons right? other than the one year where he was injured and he wasn't out there. Yeah. Brady has started a, a crazy stat. Game. That might be crazier than seven rings. Indeed. Like I, you guys, you brought up great points. You brought up the Saints. You brought up the Panthers. I don't care if Cam Newton in his prime is out there. Jake uh, Delahome is out there. Yeah. If Drew Brees comes from the booth, comes back out there and plays quarterback. Steve Smith if, is playing for the Panthers. If he can play there too, Archie Manning can come back. Is that right? And throw one for the New Orleans. Joe Horn, if he plays for the Saints, he can he can take the phone from the goalpost, <laughs> answer it, and call Kyle on the show. Bobby Abel. Is not, under center he is? For the Saints. It yeah. does not matter. Doesn't matter. As long as Mr. Brady is out there and he is yeah. under center, the Buccaneers will be in the playoffs. Chris Godwin's getting healthy. Brady will figure out the offensive line. I don't care. He'll bring somebody in to come block okay. for him. They will figure it out. I'm not saying he's going to the Super Bowl right away, but they will they be, be in the in playoffs. It's good take. My man. Thank you. The only way the Bucs do not make the playoffs is if Tom Brady goes and takes another job from the equally hardworking man in Hollywood, and that is Ryan Seacrest. I know Tom Brady didn't say it did. He said it didn't happen, but only if you were on The Masked Singer would you say it didn't happen. <laughs> it's great call. If Tom it. Brady is getting paid for appearances better than his game check, and he leaves the Buccaneers to go become the next Ryan Seacrest because, frankly, the man can do anything. I mean, look at him at the Met Gala. He belongs there. He could do anything he wants to. If he leaves the Buccaneers... Then someone else is going to get into the playoffs. 18 years in a row for the playoffs. I mean, that is old enough to do a lot of things that are legal at that point, and (laughs) everyone has seen it go down for their entire lifetime. And so I'm sorry to everybody else in the division, but, like, the man wins. Mm -hmm. He figures it out. What's going on with this Brady thing? I got nothing. He's there. He's great. Why are you lying to the table? He looks at you. Why great. are you lying he's to the there. table? What's going on? He's great. What are, not what lying. are the insiders he saying? He's great. 
What do you mean? What does he mean he's great? <clears throat> everything that's been reported has been accurate. And everything, he's there, he's fine, okay. all is good, all is well. It was reported well. that he was doing The Masked Singer, is that yeah, accurate? sure. Take whatever you want out I'll of I'll bill you out here. Hey, NFL Network is your home for every preseason game. And this weekend is the last opportunity to get live action. Tonight, the Seahawks take on the Cowboys at 8 p.m. Eastern. Then it's a Saturday triple header, which includes a Super Bowl rematch between the Rams and the Bengals. Ooh, and, that one's got something to it now. And then Jets-Giants on Sunday. It's all live right here on NFL Network. Network. Get your full schedule at NFL.com slash preseason. That's right, and it is the last week of preseason. A lot of people trying to realize their dreams, trying yes. to make that tackle, make the team. And Pete Schrags has put a lot of work and effort into his weekend watch list of compelling stories of individual performances that might make the preseason mm. roster and the postseason roster. Peter, go ahead. Here are just five names. If you're watching these games, five names that are bubble guys right now that are trying to make the team. We've got four wide receivers and a running back in mm. New York. Um, but every team has players that are trying to fight. That's why you watch this. It is the inspiration and the stories behind the preseason take any one of these guys and go yeah. but truthfully oh that, oh yeah that no and then oh wait oh they're calling they're oh they're they're calling to make what is, sure what's that? Uh, that that noise what noise the, the ringing of the do the phone I, I, I just what are you no. talking about Oh no! Just oh, tell us it's about it's Eric. Building. Eric is going. Walk again, us right? through it. Like, what's wow. going? I, 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 Reminds I, I, me about Antonio is, Williams. It's cut down weekend, and sometimes you're back in your hotel room and you're hoping the phone doesn't. And then sometimes ring. because if the phone yes. does ring, it. yep. it's the Tina. While this jackhammer plays, tell us more about Antonio Williams. Here's a jackhammer right outside your bed. Wait, try to do a segment with a phone ringing because why? I'm not sure what the phone. I don't either. No, no. One of these guys. There was no reason. Someone's gonna call and be like, "I want you to be on my team." Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, they're going to realize their dream. Our show's Child not dumb dream. enough. We need some sound. Still a phone. Still a phone. We have a and dumb show here. Dumb sounds. We need some volume on this show. We always have. Someone answers. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.